This is the Oklahoma Talking Company. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for coming around again. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. What's shaking, cats and kittens? Welcome to the OKC Show. I'm your host, Jason Baffrey. It is my pleasure to be with you once again. Don't forget, you can catch us, of course, at Oklahoma Talking Company. That's oklahomatalking.co. You can also find us in the iTunes podcast store or the podcast app. And if you have an Android device, if you download the Spreaker app, you can find us there as well. And Overcast is another great app that you can get on uh, your smartphone. And you can find us there as well. So lots of great places to find the shows and tell your friends and uh, have them listen to our shows, especially this one, because it is going to be great. I am joined today in the studio by Taylor Doe, who you may have heard on our Dream OK podcast talking about uh, some of his his efforts over there. But we're going to talk about something a little different today, but also joining us in studio are Rodney and Crusha Redis, and they are with us, and all together they are involved with a project called Dinner Table OKC. And this is not about a cooking operation or anything like that, but it is sort of about food. We are in an interesting time in our history here in the United States, and uh, as a still relatively young man, I would have to say that we are probably right now facing one of the more difficult times of racial relations that we have seen, certainly in my lifetime, and and probably since the the early 60s, I would say, and I'm not the professional to be speaking into that, but you can go back through periods of times, the Watts riots, the uh, Rodney King LA riots, things like that, but it wasn't until uh, Ferguson and some other incidents recently within the past couple of years that things have really Uh, gotten heated in the United States in a way unlike we've seen in quite some time. All of that to say, what is happening here with Taylor and Rodney and Kresha and Dinner Table OKC, which is an effort to sit down around a dinner table, which is where a lot of great conversations take place, but to really have an intelligent discussion about the things that are going on in our country right now and and what is happening with racial relations. And um, Taylor, Rodney Crusha, welcome to the OKC Show. Thank you for taking your time to be here. And uh, go ahead and take a little time and introduce uh, each of yourselves, if you would. Thank you for having us. My name is Crusha Redis, and I am a black female married to Rodney, who, and we both both live in Oklahoma City. I was born and raised here. And I'm Rodney Redis. Um, I was actually born in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, had spent many years in the military, in which I retired. And again, I'm the husband of Kresha Redis, the famous Kresha Redis. Thanks for having us. And my name's Taylor Doe. I'm a white male, and I grew up in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, and then now live in Oklahoma City for the past few years. 
Yeah, and I am, uh, again, Jason Baffrey, your host. I am a white man with a black man's voice. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great <laughs> podcast voice, I, I would have to say. Thank you. It's pretty Very awesome. Nice. Um, Taylor, the Dinner Table OKC is a concept that, that you came up with initially and, and launched last year. Um, let everybody know a little bit about how that came to be and, and what the thinking was behind that. There was taking place a lot of conversations around uh, race relations and ra- racial reconciliation in our city. And so that was uh, pretty awesome. But people kept asking what the next step was past just these kind of conversations and speaker series and talks that were taking place in the city. And so this was kind of a next step uh, that I thought would be a good one Um for our city would to be um, meet around the dinner table and create relationships through the avenue of food and um, eating together. And and so conceptually getting people together to talk around the dinner table, great. But how do you how do you get that established and how do you get people involved to really sit down and have those conversations? Yeah. So so dinner table OKC is just a platform. So uh, it's a website where people can come and sign up to show interest that they want to join in on the conversation. So that's that's all dinnertableokc.com is, is just a platform. It's, as you know, technology is non-emotional. There's, it's just a platform for us to get to the relationship part. And so that's, that's all it was. We threw up a website pretty quick and then it was publicized through Q Commons, which was an event and people signed up and said, hey, I wanna be uh, in this conversation at a deeper deeper level. Okay. Rodney and Kresha, how did you initially get involved? Well, I, I got involved. Um, actually, my, my wife, uh, Kresha, was, um, um, she and, and Taylor Doe had been talking about it. And my wife just asked me if I would be interested. And I was like, I'm all in. Um, yeah. And I think we have the heart and um, the desire to be proactive here in Oklahoma City. So we're just blessed to be a part of a group of people who um, want to do something about race relations in Oklahoma City. So we we are blessed to even know Taylor and all the things that he's doing. And um, so we've been intentionally trying to have these dinners in our home specifically. And then when this came up, we thought we we have to be a part of this. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. Uh, when I met Taylor, I was just thinking when I met Taylor, he's, he's, he's a nice young man. And I, I knew he was professional, but I had no idea what potential this young man has. And I'm just grateful to, to know him. Yeah. I'm really so, impressed. So for the people listening who maybe they watch the news, I, I would think if they're listening to a podcast, they're keeping up with the news. But, you know, I'm a white guy. Taylor's a white guy. From your perspective as a as a black couple, where are we right now in in the process historically, and and what is the the real attitude that exists out there amongst amongst the black population, as far as you can see? You mean for Oklahoma City, or for, yeah. or for the nation? Let, let's get let's touch on both. You know, it, it's uh, it's hard to speak for a whole culture or whole race, but. Um, Gosh, that's a that's a tough question. Just from your perspective, what do you see and and what do do I as a white man need to know, need to be more aware of? Well, I, I, let me just say that I, I think we're at a crossroads right now. I think it could go either way. 
I think that as you introduced on the show, the things that are going on in this nation, the things that have had the news media has just really been uh, perpetuating, you know, the, the violence and, and the, the uh, division in the, in the races. I, I think here in Oklahoma City, I'm just going to talk about Oklahoma City. I think we're a city that really is not experiencing as much tension as some of the other cities. Um, there's a lot of good things going on here. I love Oklahoma City. I think we're doing a lot of good things. But I, we do have some tension, and I think the tensions that we do have um, what table talk can do really is is bridge some of the small gaps that we have right here in this city. Um, yeah, and, and what I thought about is our smartphones, they're actually um, bringing to light what really has been going on for a long time, and a lot of people just didn't know about it. We knew, um, but mainstream did not know, and so that's what kind of helps um, bring to light what's going on in the nation between races and and most of it is just plain ignorance and I don't mean that in a bad way if you mm-hmm. don't know you don't know right and so dinner table again what um, Taylor was saying is a platform so that you can know it's a way for um, people to get together and connect and learn that we're more alike than we are not yeah once you just go one more level deeper we're more alike than we're not. Oh, absolutely. I really want to get into this a little bit. I mean, because, you know, I'm probably, I don't want to think that I'm ignorant, but I may be. You know, I grew up, I had black friends when I was a child. I went to school with, you know, had black friends. I've always, I've never had any issues and never even thought about it. So to see the news reports and see the attitudes that I'm seeing now and from both sides in in certain areas, but to um, see what's happening and you mentioned the media and I know how the media works and and this is they are completely throwing fuel on the fires. They are Mm -hmm. turning this into something. You know, I I think there is uh, some government involvement in in the things going on. I mean, this is being perpetuated in in some really unhealthy ways. But, you know, for a guy that I'm thinking that there's no problem. And now I'm sitting here going, our country is coming apart over race. And I thought we solved this 40 years ago. What do I need to know? I think the word that comes to my mind is systems. There are systems in place that um, certain groups of people cannot crack, for lack of a better word. Maybe you can fill in the gaps where I'm where I'm going. Yeah, I think what she's what she's trying to say is the way a lot of of uh, systems in this country are set up that oftentimes black people are are excluded, or the systems are set up to where, yeah. The, it's it's a it failure is the is the end result sure. because of the way the systems are set up. Um, without going into any great details, uh, there are there are people that we deal with on a daily basis that could actually explain this a whole lot better than <laughs> we can. But uh, she's she's on on to something there that it, it's a it's a systems thing that I I think. Um, but um, and, and can you explain a little bit about like a, a system to hold people back, a system that is is segregationist, racist in in for, formation or a, a different kind of system? I just want to be clear on kind of what so you're talking. an example of system is, gosh, what is it in real estate? Is it called the red zone? 
that used to be in place where if, if someone wanted to buy a home in a certain area, that area was red zoned to exclude certain people okay. from getting that home, whether they were um, qualified or not. Black folks couldn't buy homes. And I'm not saying that's going on now, right. but that was a real thing that happened in real estate okay. at, in some, at some decade at some point. So that's an example. Yeah, I think that um, a great book to to highlight that would be bet- between Barack and a hard place, uh, and it really breaks down some of these systems that you know are hard to step into right now for a, a short podcast. Yeah. I think there's an understanding that. Uh, there is an issue with race mm-hmm. uh, in our country, and we want to focus on Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And so that's where a dinner table kind of yep. spurred from was, hey, we do have an issue, and there are white people, and we, we don't need to get too deep into it. I think there's a, a white privilege aspect mm-hmm. of what you just said. Like, we have privilege um, as white people to not know that they're is an issue. Yeah. Um, and so being able to invite both white and black to the dinner table is something that we get to expose and kind of start unpacking white privilege with whites, um, as well as um, telling life stories. Um, at our dinner table that we hosted, I mean, we didn't, you would think that you would come and talk about like deep issues that, right. you know, or something that's hot on the media. Like we didn't right. even honestly get to that point. Not at all. We just, we told life stories um, about our background and upbringing that really started changing the lens of how we view each other. Yeah. And right. so that's why I think I, I would love to get into uh, what our, our dinner looked like. Yeah, um, but what, what's special about dinner table in talking with a few other people around the country, there's been some interest from some other cities who have wanted to kind of look at this model is there's there's nothing new about hosting a dinner, right? right. Like, I mean, people have been doing it for right. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So this is nothing groundbreaking. I think what's unique uh, in talking with other people around the country that they haven't thought of is our ambassadors that we have. Mm-hmm. So we have a co-ambassador. So it's not a white, couple hosting dinner. It's not just a black couple hosting dinner. The The ambassador piece is both black and white, same level, we are hosting a dinner together. And so when we have the people who have signed up come to our dinner, they're seeing how Rodney and Kresha and I interact, interact together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How yeah. we talk to each other, right. how we treat each other, right. our mannerisms toward each other. Like we've, we've thought very Thoughtfully, yes, thoroughly through that process before we even had people, you know, come eat at dinner with us. And so that's what's unique about about dinner table is just that the co-ambassador piece of um, we're here together doing this. And so I think Rodney is going to have some great points about what took place at our dinner. Um, If if we could get into that, I think that'd be. Sure. Before we do that, Taylor, I do want to ask you, what was it in in you as a as a young white guy? who works in a corporate world um, that spurred you to to do this? Was that was there a triggering event? Was it just a, a, a burning desire to see change? You know, we talked on Dream OK about mm-hmm. some of your passions and the things that you do. And you're an idea guy and you're a go getter guy. But what led you initially to to do this? Um, That's a. <laughs> Hard question. Yeah. Um, Jesus would be the first uh, answer. The second would be relationships. I have been uh, blessed by diverse relationships in my life yeah. um, that have lovingly 
exposed me to different things. And so when you're in relationship, in diverse relationships, you see how much impact that has and value it has on your life. And I want other people to experience that that value in both black and white. Um, there, there's this value that's unspoken for when you deal with in an all black world or an all white world that we we have, um, you know, we play nice when we go to work um, with with our black and white coworkers. But then when it gets real after work, you know, of actually being friends and being able to sit at our dinner table and safely work things out of these, you know, questions that I have about your race and and misperceptions you have about my race. You know, there's so much value that I've seen over the years come from that that that's where I want to expand that and allow that to happen for others. So, and that's what I think will, will take place through and what we've already seen through dinner table. OKC. that's great. So Rodney, tell us about the, uh, the dinner and kind of what, what, what went down there. Oh, um, and I may, uh, point to Koresha to help me. I'll uh, help you out, honey, please. Because it's, (laughs) it's, uh, I'm a full-time student, and there's been at least one night has taken place between the time that we have the dinner table. <laughs> and I guess maybe it's a 50-year or 50-plus-year-old thing. But as I recall, um, we had about 13 people there. And um, we we basically uh, opened it up by by making everybody comfortable, making uh, let, making everybody know that this is a really safe place. And they, they, they are free to express themselves openly and freely, whether it's your frustrations or, or whatever. And um, we began by posing a question uh, dealing with racism of, of sorts. And each person um, talked about uh, race from their perspective, how they grew up and what they experienced. And I think each time a person told their story, it kind of freed the next person uh, it was it was kind of it was kind of beautiful the way it all yeah. happened, mm-hmm. um, the free expression that took place, uh, and the openness that took place. Um, help me out, baby. Um, and one of the other things that Taylor and Rodney did was they made sure that they set the framework and explained what this is and what it's not, and that's oh. kind of what helped mm-hmm. it helped uh, create that safe place. So, what was that framework? Yeah, I mean, we we first set up by just giving the vision of dinner table. People came. Uh, Sort of knowing they, you know, they've read off the email, and then uh, Kresha and Rodney and I sent invites before, and kind of had right. uh, some some questions that they were, we were going to get to, and we didn't even make it to question number right. two. But That's true. Um, <laughs> so we we set the vision, so they got there, and they wanted to know that this wasn't a like a phony thing or very like they're not going to get sold anything at the mm-hmm. end of this. Right. You know, it's just very. We we set it up as being a genuine thing of we yeah. we really want to get to know each other and and not a pandering situation yeah. not at all True. Not, not a gotcha it's right. no, nothing like that yeah and so we we said that and we then um, Rodney highlighted that this is a safe place to be able to you know ask questions that you have and be able to to share and so that kind of you know also allowed people to you know a deep breath yeah and relax a little bit to be able to get to be able to get into that so. So initially, what was your response? I mean, did you have uh, an, an equal number of black and white people that showed up, or and and how did those discussions go? That's a great question. I think we intentionally tried to have a balanced um, group of people at the dinner table, so that won't it won't be lopsided one way or the other. Um, the discussions were great; they were so rich that um, there was, well. I don't want to get into too many details about the actual. (laughs) So so one of the rules was, yeah, exactly. So (laughs) one of the rules was um, 
we're, we're not going to be posting this to social media. Right. So this so, isn't so a time where talk about the discussions on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can talk ge- like generally, generally, but you know, it, we don't want it to be something where, Hey, we take a photo and you know, look what we did this one time event, right. you know, post to social media or the live tweet, you know, because that that's when things get taken out of context. And right. so that was actually one of our safe things of, Hey, you know, this isn't a social media post, you know, we're not going to be texting our friends under the table or anything like that. And we had, I mean, great response from that. Oh, Just right. another, you know, layer of, okay, if I say something that I am not a hundred percent sure about, right. you know, I'm not going to get blasted for it. Right, yeah. right. Not at all. So and, go ahead. And to it. answer your question, um, uh, someone said that we didn't even get to question two or three. We had maybe four questions ready to go, mm-hmm. but the conversation was so rich that time ran out. In fact, I think someone said, I didn't know this was over at nine o'clock. I was I was willing to stay here till 10. This yeah, was so good. I don't want it to end. Yeah. So they're ready for another one. And one other point is no dinner table, no two dinner tables are going to look the same because the people or the ambassadors that created or facilitated will sort of do their own thing. It could be inside a home. It could be at a restaurant. It could be outside at the picnic table. It could be whatever you make it. Yeah, and I think that's one thing to point out. I mean, this is not, your event isn't the only event, wasn't the only event. You're just kind of the core group because Taylor started this, but there are other groups of ambassadors that are also ho- holding um, these dinner discussions. And how do you know, Taylor, offhand, how many you had uh, through that first round? Yeah, we had, we had about 20-something ambassadors um, so both black and white, and we had about eight dinners hosted, mm-hmm. six six to eight. Uh, one, one thing to note is that, you know, this isn't just something new, like uh, Rodney and Kresha said. I mean, they've been hosting dinners in their houses. This, this in, is intentional dinners. Yeah, yes. yes. very intentional yeah. dinner. So, like, Dinner Table OKC was not the start of that. Like, we went out and uh, kind of handpicked some, some ambassadors who have already been doing racial reconciliation in our city for years and brought them together and just said, hey, as as a unified front uh, and to show kind of solidarity and unity within our city, like let's come together under this sort of umbrella and continue to do what we're already doing. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, what can you give us an idea of kind of the age range of the people that were involved? Because, I mean, I, I find it interesting because, Taylor, I know you're a, a little bit younger guy, younger than me. Uh, which isn't saying much anymore. But Rodney and Kresha, mm-hmm. I think, are a little bit older than me, although you look younger than me. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, what was the range? Are you getting younger people? Are you getting older people? Are there people from all ages coming to the table? A nice mix. Yeah, we had a pretty nice mix in our, in our group. Um, we went from college age. I think I was probably the oldest person. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we, so I can say that we, we <laughs> stopped. <laughs> we went from early 20s to low, lower 50s. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and there was a, a request to actually have another generation older for their yes. perspective. And yeah. so we may we may try to do that. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I was really curious about. I mean, have you been engaged by any of that? next generation older that has really experienced i know you were probably on the the early end of um well if you're in your early 50s so i'm a late baby boomer yeah so mm-hmm. so there's probably a generation that was a little older coming through the time of uh, dr king and and that sort of thing right. it would be interesting to have their input uh, it really now. would be we we hadn't 
that's something that we're going to seek out. Mm -hmm. I think we need to uh, be more intentional on seeking it uh, instead of just, you know, hoping that it comes to us. Not that they wouldn't. Sure. But of just being intentional, you know, we never really thought about that until we got there. We were kind of right. focused on making sure, you know, we have a balanced dinner and we we don't take age, you know, on the website no. uh, into consider. You know, they don't Not even have to all. put that in there. So we mm. didn't know yeah. what ages, but it is unique of families like uh, ambassadors would talk with themselves on. All right. Do we want to have kids? You know, at this first dinner, because that's going to change dynamics of having kids or, you know, do we want them to find a babysitter just for the first dinner? And then maybe the next dinner we get to have our families interact and that kind of changes the dynamics. But also, you know, my kids get to play with your kids. uh, So there's going to be some beauty there in that. But we let the ambassadors have the freedom to be able to choose choose that yeah what 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 we're learning though is with with the generations is that there's a different perspective and we again mm-hmm. we talked about this already but having that older generation and what they've experienced and what they've seen and how they see race as opposed to someone who's a 40 something and how they see race and all the way down to the younger generation who see in a totally opposite light than maybe the person that's in their 70s um, they, the younger generation is like I don't see the problem that's Whereas true. the older generation, it's whoa, we got we got some issues here, mm-hmm. so we want to have that entire spectrum uh, all there together at the same time. Yeah, can you give us an idea? And I know you don't want to, you can't talk about specifics, but I mean, can you give us an idea of uh, some of the the ideas or the concepts that came out of that initial discussion, or, think... or where people are, where the you know the the if there's a majority, or you know where did the the white people land and the black people land of of what their ideas are or anything like that? I recall that we we focused on our history and why and um, and how our history um, gives us our views of race. Yeah, your personal history, our personal history, and the filter that we have. So we we spent a lot of time on that. And didn't get to unpack those rich ideas yet because we plan to get back together because there's only so much you can do in an hour and a half. Sure. Um, but you guys may have something to add. No, I, I just think it's, yeah, the viewpoint of uh, being able to allow that conversation to even take place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we talked about how race affects our lenses of how we view the world and how we can adjust those lenses once mm-hmm. we understand someone else's story. And so... We, we didn't really even we kind of unpacked with some of the other ambassadors of what they talked about. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like that was kind of a common theme, a theme of just right. kind of saying, hey, you know, from my perspective, here's here is this. Right. You know, we even had a question come up in ours of saying, you know, how do we talk to children That's about right. the the race issue? You know, and so that kind of we, we didn't dive too deeply into that. But now you have people who came and think, all right, yeah, how do I actually, you know, how would I explain this to, you know, a child? Because that's his his reference is when he first realized race when he was a child, yes. you know, and had a, a certain thing happen where, all right, how do I address Mm-hmm. this issue, you know, to a fourth grader, right? because right. that's when it was relevant to me, you know, or even before that or or things of that nature. Hmm. Very interesting. So what is the uh, what's the plan for the next round? And uh, are you are you growing in uh, people that are interested? Yeah, we we are. We we have some people who are asking. We, we've kind of done it dinners in phases. So there has been like a quiet 
phase mm-hmm. the past probably month and a half that dinners haven't taken place. But we had a time where, you know, all eight, nine dinners were taking place mm-hmm. in a time. And then it's been a quiet. And then we'll probably do another round before the end of the year right. and get together and then reevaluate. And it's just it's a slow process. Race relations is like a game of inches, honestly. Right. right? So it's like, it's unfortunately, not change over yeah. time. and so in and, and this is all about relationships and yes. relationships take time. And so we're not in really that big of a hurry. Not at all. Um, we do want to engage the people who have said, hey, I want to be interested. And we're trying to think about, you know, we want to give them resources of things that they can read, uh, videos that they can watch, kind of sort like to play on the dinner table ideas, a menu, a reading menu, you yeah. know, just like, hey, if you're really interested in this, here are some great you know, books that you can get your hands on just to kind of get an understanding and then maybe even bring some of that yeah. to to the table. And so that that's the kind of where we're at right now. We've had several couples who want to become ambassadors from mm-hmm. that first mm-hmm. uh, dinner. And so we're kind of thinking about the process of uh, becoming ambassador because being an ambassador is much more than just wanting to host a dinner, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's on a deeper level than that. And so we're kind of trying to think through the process of how do we, how do we make matches or, you know, friendships uh, work to become ambassadors. Rodney, uh, you had a very deep, um, response to that. (laughs) Would you No, I was just like, I was, I was trying to come up with an example in my mind. And when he was talking about the importance of the role of an ambassador and how we decide who's going to be an ambassador. And I just think it's a certain temperament. There's a certain not anyone should be an ambassador. We just can't pick just anyone. And I was really thinking through uh, and and a good example, which I typically do all the time, but I really couldn't come up with anything (laughs) fast enough. But it's it's vitally important that the right person is is in that role. So what kind of things do you think are important? You have to have the right heart. You have to really, truly believe in what in what we're doing. Um, I think that um, you have to be very non-confrontational. You have to be the kind of person that that uh, cherishes um, um, peace and, um, and again, reconciliation is really what it's all about. Uh, what else? I, I think that um, I'll, I'll speak for the the white ambassadors um, would be. When you get your white privilege exposed for the first time is probably not the best time to, you know, Mm -hmm. be a lead in speaking on something. It's kind of a humbling process. And so there's a process of unpacking white privilege and the layers that come with that. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to like, there's obviously not a point on the scale where like, oh, you are now a you know, you now understand enough to be able to be, (laughs) you know, yeah, you've arrived. Great. You're a dinner table ambassador. No, but there is, there is that point of understanding, um, and even being in relationship. So another maybe qualification, we haven't really thought through it that much, but for a white, uh, ambassador say, Hey, I, you know, really want to be an ambassador for this. You know, it's like, all right, great. Who's, who's your black, you know, co-ambassadors. They're like, well, um, I don't, really have have one of those you know it's like right exactly so it's like well you you might not be ready for the ambassador you know like come to another dinner table because this is where relationships are happening Mm -hmm. and um you know get in relationship with someone who you know doesn't doesn't look like you and then uh work things out and so i i met with uh both a black and white 
couple uh, two weeks ago for breakfast because they want to be ambassadors and they're in relationship mm-hmm. and they're excited to spend time together before they even host yes. a dinner, right? So they're like talking about, hey, come over to our house. We'll talk through things, you know, and then, right. and they're like, we'll come over to our house after that and we'll discuss things. Yes. And then, you know, it's like, all right, now we are comfortable with each other enough and uh, your kids know my kids that, hey, this is gonna be very fluid with us yes. of hosting uh, a dinner table that it doesn't feel forced. Like right. that's what I think ours was, was like, you know, we hug, Kresher and I hugged, right. uh, Rodney and I, you know, hugged like, hey, nice to see you, you know, and then yeah. it's like, it, it's more authentic that way. Does that yes. make sense? Yes. Yeah, that's Absolutely. a great recipe for success. It, it works, cause that's, that's how we, developed our relationship mm-hmm. we did we did it that way and i and it, it's been very effective yeah now how did you guys meet did, did we talk about that yet no we haven't um i work for a company that partners with the company that taylor works for okay. and so we've just done some projects together in yeah. the past in the community yeah yeah and then we've we'd gone to dinner several times over the past few years we now live in the same neighborhood, so we see each Woo-hoo. other at, oh, at cool. meetings. And That's interesting. <laughs> it's What's interesting is the first time we ate together years ago yeah. is he was telling us that he's looking for a place to live. Oh, and he that's was looking true. in our neighborhood, and that was like three years ago. Wait, he was looking at the house right next to ours. He sure was looking was at the house right ne- next door to ours. Yeah. And that was four yeah, it was four years. Four ago. years ago, yeah. and now he's actually living in the neighborhood. So cool. I didn't get the house next to you though. That no, 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 that would have been too awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're like what three, four blocks away. Yeah, um, walking distance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. He would have been at our house every Sunday. Evening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the dinner? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, knocking on the door. Hey, I smell the grill going. You know, what are we cooking? Now? Uh, I, I should, yeah, I should be. He probably would have time, there. but he yes. probably would be. He's a busy yeah. guy. Yes, I know that he is. <laughs> well, I thank you guys so much for uh, taking the time and coming in and, and sharing this with uh, our audience and everybody that if you're out there listening to this, and I hope you are, and I, I hope you're really listening to the uh, the passion here, the friendship, the heart of these people and if you want to find out more, if you want to get involved, if you want to be a part of these discussions, you need to go to dinnertableokc.com, and you can sign up there. You can also follow on Twitter at dinnertableokc. Uh, there is a Facebook page as well, if I'm not mistaken, Taylor. Am I leaving I, anything out? No, I think uh, the the website's probably the best way. They'll yeah. get an email, and then if you know, questions come about from the podcast, they'll, they can just respond back to the email that, they, that they'll receive once they sign up and we can get in conversation together. And I, I, that's probably the best way to yeah. engage. This is, uh, like I said at the, the top of the show, this is a discussion that, that we may not think about. We may not realize that needs to be going on, but hopefully what you've learned here is that there, whether you think that there's something or not, you need to be engaged um, you need to be in connection with people, and, and you can always learn and, and learn from somebody else's perspective because things are not always as they seem from our own eyes. Uh, so do visit Dinner Table OKC and get involved. And uh, Rodney, Kresha, thank you so much for, uh, for being here, uh, joining us. Thank you us, for having us. Uh, and, and for being involved in this and for leading, leading the way because, uh, as it sounds like, uh, you guys were doing this and inspired Taylor 
and uh, you've been working on this for a long time, and, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that from you. All right, well, that uh, that's going to wrap us up for another episode of the OKC Show. We thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out all of the other great programming at oklahomatalking.co. I'm Jason Baffrey. We are out of here. The OKC Show is a production of Destiny Creative.